stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is a midweek Blue Heaven podcast. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. To my left is the legendary DMAC underscore LA. Find him there on Twitter and Instagram. Douglas, what is going on, my friend? I haven't asked you. We've been in here in the office all day. Let me ask you, how you doing? What's going on? I'm doing better, considering that the Phillies are doing God's work. They're winning the series against the Houston Trastros. They're up as we speak. Hopefully, they finish the job, and the Astros will still have zero World Series titles in their franchise's history because we, of course, know 2017 did not count. He's coming in. He's coming in hot, gang. He's absolutely coming in hot. We got to talk about the Trastros a little bit, too. We are uh, we are live here about uh, what half an hour before first pitch of game Four game four of the Works World Series. So on today's show, yeah, we got some great asterisk World Series talk. We got to, you know, I want to dive a little bit into the Kershaw versus Verlander numbers and the way the national media talks about them. I think that'll be a little bit of fun and annoying and probably make us some fans in Houston. We got the up-to-date-ish latest Dodgers news plus the latest hot stove rumors and rumblings, little things we're going to be talking about all offseason long and a whole lot more before we get into the show. We got to remind you, this is a podcast, so if you want to hear us and all of Doug's great stuff, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, uh amazon music everywhere your podcasts are available for free we are there go subscribe do the thing leave a review if you can million stars and if you're here on the internet youtube.com slash dodgers nation tv hit the bell leave a like leave a comment that goes a whole long way let's dig into some of these comments we want to make sure we get into your guys comments so do let us know where you guys are representing dodgers nation tonight Drop your area codes, drop your cities, and uh, let's have some fun on this uh, weird weenie Wednesday. That's <laughs> Is that what we're gonna, calling it? That's what I'm going to call it right now. Alex Triple Renteria, dub. <laughs> Alex Renteria checking in on YouTube says, go Phillies for now. Big time Phillies guys over here, huh? Let's go birds. Yeah, I mean, the Phillies, they're <laughs> repping. They're doing what they need to do to make sure the Astros don't win. But there are also some, we got Gary who says, Astros in, Frogers sitting on their thumbs. So, yeah, he's dark. I, I get it. I understand it. Henry says, let's go give us some updates. So yeah, we're definitely getting into that. Christian Paul says, Kershaw greater than sign Verlander. Yes, we will be giving you some verse slander a little later in the show. And we'll kind of dive in to kind of the unfairness between the Kershaw and Verlander narrative. We got yeah. high from the 307 from Sarah. We got Nino still healing from this great game called baseball. Just like any sport, you have to peak at the right moment. Can't wait for the next year ahead. Yeah, I love that idea. And I think that's we're all still in mourning. We're all still healing. We're kind of yeah. kind of exhaling a little bit. And it feels like we have turned a little bit of a corner. Yeah, I've gotten past the the annoyed and all like the I've gone through several of those stages of of grief and all that. Where are you at in 
in the the healing process? I mean, for me, we what happened in twenty twenty two. We're never gonna get over. It. I still think it was a disaster. But I, I'm real more focused on how do we fix this team? How do we yeah. fix this team and win this yeah. World Series? I very much just yeah. I want this World Series over so we yeah. can finally get into substantial off season talk and and yeah. and real moves and whether or not you know I mean. Things are going to happen quickly. I mean, the the Cody Bellinger conversation is going to happen pretty early. Justin Turner and his his contract option. These sort of conversations are going to happen really early. And you know, the sooner we know, the sooner we can start pontificating. Yeah. And, talking wildly out of our asses for you guys for uh, super chats. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's what really keeps me going and gets me excited is thinking about all the potential moves that could be made, trades, the free agency signings, who's going to be back, out with the old, in with the blue. I think you're going to see a new wave of Dodger players. So I'm definitely excited about that. And you see this Phillies team and it just appears that, yeah, this is the team that has the magic. They have yeah. the juice. It's not about how many wins they had in the regular yep. season. Like our last uh, commenter just said, they got high hot at the right time and that's really the recipe for success for the baseball postseason really so yeah the as far as am uh, I over it or not it still bums me out because I still feel like this team the 2022 Dodgers the way their roster was set up they had they, they had a, more, a couple more run they had a deeper run in them but uh, it is what it is and we're going to focus on trying to rebuild and get back to that fall classic I'm we, telling you we will rebuild by the way not a massive overhaul some little tweaks here and there by the way DJ uh, producer Cody on the camera over there, oh, there what's going is. on Cody so if you guys have any uh, sweet comments you'll also be keeping an eye out for some hot comments that we happen to miss and any super chats because you know Doug and I get get we get in the zone here but Co Cody how are you healing man how, how are you coming along He's got hey mute. man hey, you know <laughs> it's all right guys it's been a couple weeks uh you know the one thing though that it's funny that I just I was gonna ask you guys this you know that that's what's in people like <laughs> Where like, are they? Like, at? Where are they now? You know, like it's just like I kind of sad. Like I wish they were. I wish they had like their little World Series run. But yeah, they. You know what? Those people. The that's what's in people. Man, that feels like months right? ago. Really, right? it, it feels like absolute months. They need their own podcast. I want to. I want to go on their show. Let's get them but, on the yeah. podcast. Uh, let's see. Let's get in here. Trent Thomas is in the stream. Says Lakers stink. Let's go. Uh, we got uh, Elijah Anthony or in Elijah. Asia, I don't know, something like that. But that person's checking in from Vegas, 702, representing Soul Bro One. Shout out from Portland, 503. Got a lot of uh, YouTube users here. We appreciate you guys. Juan Miller, don't care about the Phillies, and I hate the trash trails. Very fair point, very fair take. Uh, I think there's a lot of folks like that, and I also think there's a lot of, of the country really rooting for the Phillies, and a lot of people are just ready for spring training. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. The Astros, the Trastros, most hated baseball team in America. And yeah, that I think no one wants to see them win a legitimate World Series. I mean, at this point, they're basically the New England Patriots of baseball without the championships. There's some cheating involved there, but yeah. they really haven't <laughs> made it to the very end. And they are the, the Houston Chokestros. That's what they look like right now. But hey, it's still, they still have a chance to get back in this series. I wouldn't completely rule that out. But the way the Phillies are playing, I just got like their chances. Absolutely. Yeah, they have all the good vibes. So we do want to talk more about the Phillies in this series, they, but they have the vibes going. They have they have the home field advantage right now, far and away. Shout out Philly fans, Philly Philly faithful, Philly nation representing hard at the bank there. 
Um, so that's huge. Got more comments here. We got Santiago checking in. This is hi from Ethiopia. Dodger blue all the way. That's awesome. Good nice. to have you. Sarah Morris, our friend, Cheyenne, Wyoming. We got Trace Gallo season trimmed down by your request. Not appreciate 17 that. players representing that. from the 714. Team Victor. player. It's team player. Yeah, very much a team player. Victor checking in from Ensenada. Uh, we, so we got some Mexico in here. Craig Osterberg, our friend, 310. We got Christian in the 90090, which is, I believe, somewhere in Los Angeles, uh, like East Low, something like that. Redlands, Sarah saying Kershaw is great. I, I tend to agree. Uh, let's see, we got <laughs> Johnny saying Cody to Anaheim. Um, I, I, I would say the giants are probably going to would be more in. I can on see the you be really co uh, confused. Like, wait, I'm already in LA trading me to LA. How can you trade him to LA when I already played for LA? Like that could be a problem for him. <laughs> hey, their Kershaw gets to hit. Yeah. There you go. yeah. <laughs> cause he's, cause he's a little, a little, a little slow. We got a heart from Uno Chino, Uno Chino on uh, Facebook. Appreciate everybody hanging out as always. Sarah saying the only uh, reason I'm watching the World Series is Joe Davis. Joe Davis killing it. You knew he would, but I haven't. I mean, admittedly, I'm not searching and hunting on social media. I'm, I'm barely active on social media these days as it is outside of hunting for great Dodgers content for everybody. But uh, you don't really see much. You haven't seen anything bad about Joe Davis. You still see plenty of smolty slander, rightfully so. But the nation seems to love Joe Davis, seeing what, what Dodger fans uh, get blessed to have most of the season. Yeah, no, I think he's done a fantastic job as expected. And I just look forward to big moments with Joe Davis because he just goes to a 10. He goes from zero to a hundred real quick and he just goes off the charts. I love yeah. the original calls. I love the electricity. And my favorite thing about original Joe Davis calls, yeah. is the fact that like Joe Buck, it felt like he had been doing World Series for so many years that just like how the Phillies fans are so excited because they didn't expect this. I feel like Joe Davis really appreciates the moment. Oh, yeah. He just loves the game. So I think he's done an outstanding job behind the mic. And he really is going to be the voice of baseball for generations to come. He's going to be synonymous with the fall classic. Yeah. And I think he's earned it. And I think he's killing it. Good friend of the show. He hasn't been on in a while. We haven't, I haven't really reached out to him in a few years, but yeah, good friend of blue. Hey, we can get him between games, uh, four or five yeah, or something. Give him a call yeah. real quick. I yeah. Hit him up. FaceTime him from the booth right now. All right. Well, what like, up Joe? Like, like I said, we're, we're about uh, what? 20 <laughs> minutes till first pitch. Just digging a little bit into this series. Of course, the Astros and Lance McCullers got their asses handed to them in game three. Uh, <laughs> people want to keep saying McCullers was tipping. You see one video where there's very, very easy to kind of, yeah, you could build your own narrative saying he's tipping if you just take two specific videos, put them side by side, and, you know, the data was very, very small. Interested in seeing what John Boy eventually does with that because I think that's that's probably something Jimmy's working on. But what are your thoughts on the McCullers start, the, the, the tipping, the conversation between Harper and Alec Bohm. You think there's anything to it? Was it tipping or is it just like he said, McCullough said, I just got beat. I didn't have it. 
Yeah, I think that it's a combination of a lot of different factors. I think that, yes, if you look at the the footage, you see his back leg, you see where he's holding his glove. There was some classic signs of tipping your pitches, but I just don't think he had it. I mean, if you saw the bullpen before the yeah. game, you had the guy yelling at him in <laughs> the bullpen. He's like, Great Philly, man. the money line for Philly and that Harper's going to smoke you. And I, that guy basically prophesies this for the Phillies. But I do think that even if he wasn't, tipping his pitches. I do think that the interaction with Harper in that situation, I do think that it kind of psychologically got to him and took him off his game. And I think that anything when you're at at a stage like the world series, any little thing can throw you off. And I just think he didn't have it. Maybe Framber Valdez could have sprinkled some of his sweat onto his hands or something like that. And he would have done better. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, Randy Johnson's a guy we know he tipped his pitches when your stuff is good. Your stuff is good. And just the Phillies, they're locked in right now. And then, Lance McCullers just did not have it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's too much to me to be made with that, especially when you consider the fact that the Astros, they weren't doing much offensively. So, yeah, Lance McCullers, he always says, you know, bury me in the H and and this and that. And look, I mean, he's your classic, uh, your your classic trash throw starter. But, yeah, I don't think that it played that big of a role. No, I mean, the the tipping, maybe. I mean, I, I would imagine earlier in the game there was probably something there. There was some sort of tell that Harper had to kind of emphatically make sure Alec Bone comes over and hears what he has to say. But you, you got to listen to to McCullers in that situation, even though admitted cheater. I don't think there was a major, you know, tipping situation. I think he just didn't have it. And when you don't have it and you're you're facing a team as hot as the Phillies and you are knee deep you you're belly button deep in enemy territory right now because Phillies fans want to bring that up. They are absolutely crushing it in, in that first game. I mean, we're talking about registering literal seismic activity from cheers there at the stadium. That's wild. And you know, you see, you see some, uh, I've seen some tweets where, you know, people are saying maybe Dodger fans wouldn't have shown out that hard. You never know. It's hard to say. I think any team, playing the, uh, the 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 freaking Astros right now is the fan base yeah. is going to have more juice behind the uh, behind the shout behind the stomps behind uh, your team hitting would they hit five home runs something like that yeah like I mean you're gonna be excited yeah uh, very very loudly excited and and you know what Philly is a great sports town every every baseball player every sports player will tell you it's a great baseball town or it's a great sports town as long as you're one of theirs fly phillies fly no but i think that you're absolutely right on with all those takes i think it's a combination of one the electricity of that ballpark the fan base has totally embraced this team. I think they've really bought into the fact that this was an 87-win team, a team that wasn't expected to go as far as they did, and now they're on the precipice of winning a World Series title. But I do think Lance McCullers, he was Lance mid-colors. Like, I mean, he just yeah. did not have it on the mound, and I just think that you combine that with the fact that you're going against this Phillies team and this offense that they're really like sharks in the water right now. They mm-hmm. smell blood, and just imagine if you're getting behind the count, you're facing the Bryce Harpers of the world with that electric backdrop of that crowd. I have to admit, man, I tweeted yesterday. I was like, man, this crowd is absolutely electric. And I'm, I'm jealous because, yeah, I, you I know, saw that. like I, I would, I was like, man, this could be Dodger yeah. stadium. Can you imagine the Astros, you would get the inflatable trash cans every couple of innings. You would get the cheater chance. It would have been, I mean, just look, dude, true goosebumps. I'm yeah, like that. You know, the other thing that plays up to these on, on the East coast, these are eight o'clock games. 
fans in Philly have had a few more hours to take down a few more brews. Usually if it's world series time, the Dodgers Dodgers fans are still fighting traffic. It's hard to get there in time. You're not drunk yet. You're not allowed to tailgate the ballpark. They should really, you should have to have a shot upon entering <laughs> Dodger yeah. stadium in the world series or in the postseason. just so everybody is feeling loosey goosey, yeah. you know, let's go goose. Let's, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And, I'll just let that in and there. And then, uh, yeah, you got You got to get it to him. I, I feel like Cody's got something. That's what. <laughs> also, uh, Noah. Noah cameras is in the the chat. Shout out to you, Noah. Oh man, no. Noah, what's cracking? Fear the angels. Noah, I know a guy. Noah's, <laughs> Noah's out of office this week, but should be back next week. But appreciate him hanging out with us. That's good. Noah. Talk to Noah Thanks in the chat. This. You know, he's, he's uh, been joining us on the the roundtables. Seems to be going over well. Smart kid, despite how he looks. <laughs> no, no reason. Baseball savant, no. absolute baseball savant. No reason, um, but I, I think there's absolutely something to having fans drunk already. An eight o'clock start in Philly again, and this is already, like I said, a sports town. Yeah. They're angry. Get them drunk. Get, get them sugar. <laughs> yeah. I uh, remember when I was doing audience control for like TV sitcoms uh -huh. way, way back in the days, like the the series you're talking about like before you were doing this. Before every sitcom, the guy would go to each row and they had a big basket of candy that everyone in the row would eat. So they would try to get the audience all yeah. hyped up and sugared out. Do the same thing. I mean, alcohol would be great, but if they don't drink, at least make them have some sugar, have some uh, some sour patch kids or whatever it may be. Just inject it right into their veins. But I do think there or is... Some fine hornitos. Or some fine or, hornitos tequila. Ready? <laughs> King. Um, but you know, it's interesting. I think the Dodger fans maybe I there's a you know, I see some 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 tweets like, oh, the Dodgers, Dodger Stadium would never look like this. Go back and look at Juan Uribe's home run back in 2013, even 2017. Great. Some of those shots, Corey Seeger's home run late. I mean, Justin Turner's home run. Look, Dodger Stadium, you have to remember that yes, this Philly crowd is electric, but Dodger Stadium, we're talking about 50, 56,000 strong. I mean, it is the big house of baseball. So yeah, Dodger Stadium rocks, Dodger stadium shakes i mean just look at last year cody bellinger's game tying home run yeah. oh, yeah. in game three of the nlcs no dodger fans you do not take a backseat to anyone the flags when they're waving this crowd is as electric as it gets i was at the the jt walk off off you know against lackey and the cubs is that that game and it rumbled the whole place rumbled it was in one of you know, one of the best experiences I have as a sports fan was being there for that moment. And uh, Dodger fans absolutely can show out. I just think it helps when that's happening later in the day. You had some drinks in you. Just saying, there's, the there's, the there's a factor here. But there's also a factor to uh, Citizens Bank Park and and it messing with pitchers this postseason. Um, the John Boy people got somebody's tweet, and I got the numbers here. Starting pitchers versus the Phillies this, this postseason so far. McCullers, of course, seven earned over four and a third. Darvish, pretty much the only guy who had a decent start. Six, in, uh, six innings, two earned. Clevenger couldn't get an out, three earned. Musgrove, okay, four earned over five and two thirds. Charlie Morton, two innings uh, and three earned runs. And, and, and Spencer Strider, who is a human person, <laughs> pitcher, Braves, Two, two and a third, five earned run. That is a 10.62 ERA through uh, or heading into game four wow. here of the World Series. So there is something to that. And Phillies fans being right on their ass as they're warming up and doing their full routine uh, before a game. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 
136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Get into a few of the comments here. Um, trying to see if there's anybody talking about that. We got a lot of people who, who already want to talk about uh, free agent stuff and all that. Like Josh Almighty is going hard. He wants to sign everybody. We got Edwin Diaz, Judge Degrom, Correa. Let's go. Why not? It ain't my money. (laughs) You know, spend, spend, spend until we get titles, baby. More titles. More titles. Ben Barnes says I was at the JT walk off too. Incredible moment. What was your like? What do you think was your biggest rumbling moment as a Dodger fan? Man, I would say Game One of the 2017 and the 2017 World Series against the Astros. I think that leadoff home run by Chris Taylor. I remember like I'd be like people like I like I literally was drenched in beer because everyone like had their beer because it was right at the beginning of the game. So everyone has filled beers. Yeah, yeah. you know, we're covering like forty seven dollars. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah exactly. I was dripping, baby. I like. Yeah, I mean, I could have like paid for Aaron Judge just for all the beer I had on me. But yeah, I would say definitely that moment in Game One, of the the 2017 NLCS. But a lot, I mean, uh, World Series. But a lot of people talk about that 2017 NLCS with Justin Turner, where you could hear the roar of the crowd from miles away. So yeah, definitely a special moment. But yeah, I see a lot of people they're excited to talk about some potential acquisitions, <laughs> and we're definitely going to get yeah. into that. But uh, I think we can learn some things from this Phillies team, just how, like you mentioned, the how the it, like pitchers have gone to die there and you combine that with the offense they have with the fact that you have that raucous crowd that yeah you definitely can design your team mm-hmm. d- to your strengths and i think they're a good example of that but uh yeah this philly's having a moment philly's having a moment there's no question about it osterberg he says uh it's the philly cheesesteaks they're high on that's what, what it is they're high on those philly cheese fans are high on philly cheese just mainlining philly cheesesteaks high philly yeah. high <laughs> Uh, do you want to talk about the Astros quote air quote Astros cheating stuff again? Uh, I mean, look, I mean, I know it's going to put some butts in the seats here. I mean, look, I don't think I don't have too much to say about. It. I mean, it's not like the Astros have a history of cheating or anything. Yeah, no, oh, wait. Caught. Yeah. I mean, caught, like convicted. I did think the Framber thing was pretty funny. I mean, just like who that keeps a, a you know, who's going to keep I'm going to keep my hat and my glove. And then that's just that's normal. And I don't know who sweats on that part of their hand and touches it. It's like he was clearly using some sticky stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I didn't make too much of it. I definitely think when you consider the fact that the umpires haven't been checking as aggressively around the league since the crackdown it seems like every month there's just been you know more pine tar more sticky stuff but yeah i definitely think he was a little bit of a sticky stuff yeah. merchant that night and the maldonado thing i don't know what do you, what's your take on that so the maldonado bat one another comment here jake smith he, he brings up the puig homer versus the red Sox 2018 that was massive didn't have time to register though because immediately the lead was taken away um the maldonado bat uh it is what it is. I mean, he didn't know it, it, him and Albert Pujols have a history. If you guys don't know the story, uh, Martin Maldonado, Martin Maldonado had a bat that was, and you're trying to sound it out. He had uh, Albert Pujols's bat, and apparently that bat had been banned or outlawed in the league 
because of its construction. You know, it's just, it was. I, I think I read something about it being like a two-piece bat, or it might have just been the 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 barrel, the handle was a little too narrow, so it was more prone to breaking, and that's a safety issue. So they were trying to mitigate safety. If you remember, you know, throwback 10, 12, 15 years ago, there was a lot of shattered bats yeah. in that era. So they were trying to mitigate that, and, hey, I think the league did a pretty damn good job about that. But if you had one of those bats in that era, you were grandfathered in. You got to keep that bat. So Albert Pujols playing the league for 150 years got to keep that that model bat. Him and Maldonado played together for a long time. Martin said, Martin said that he wanted to honor, you know, Pujols, who just retired. Shout out, just retired officially yesterday. Him and um, Yadi Molina, but uh, that's what it was. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a, a blatant attempt at doing Astrosy type uh, tactics. He just had the bat, went up, hit with it. The league saw, oh, hey, you you can't use that. Oh, okay, cool. You know, it is what it is. Um, I think it's kind of funny though. You know, Albert was was a Dodger in twenty one. Yeah, Dodgers were notably active in using that bat at a couple of different times. So I don't know how the league doesn't catch that for that long. And I don't know, like I can understand you're using a teammate's bat. It's just kind of funny, but it's a non-story. It's absolutely a non-story. It's just it's it's a definitely a non-story. But I the think only reason it's a story because it's it's because it's the Astros. It's because the Astros, yeah. and I think that this just goes to show that what happened in 2017 is going to follow this organization for the rest of their existence. We're going to be 50 years down the line and there can be some little minor cheating thing. And if it's yeah. the Astros, people are going to want to talk about it because oh, yeah. they are the, the team that's synonymous with cheating. Yeah. You don't forgive, but it's, it's absolutely forget and move on. Like just do it for Kim Brelsa. Let it go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah you I guys know. remember, uh, you remember that whole era? Oh man. Good times. Um, I do want to talk though. If we're talking Astros, we're talking Dodgers. I'm just saying, look, the Astros have been in the World Series a lot over the last, what, six years? This is the fourth time in six years, um, I think. I'm bad at math. If they don't win this, they would have had one ill-gotten, not, not well, I must just say it wasn't on fully on the level. There were some question marks about that World Series win in 2017. That would mean that they would have... One in one win in whatever, you know, four of the last six years or, or whatever the hell it is. If the Dodgers were in this situation, they would, the media would be going nuts. It'd be an absolute, you know, I mean, we're already talking about it being an absolute failure, getting bounced in the NLDS and all that. But I don't know. I just think, I think it, it's um, the coverage is sus, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple of reasons. I think that. Houston's a smaller market, even though they're a big market, but the perception is they're a smaller market. They don't have this best team that money can buy reputation surrounding them. You don't have the same level of stars on that team, even though you do have a collection of, of great players. And I also think that, look, people just don't, there's, there's a lot of, there's only a few teams in each league where everyone has opinion on them. And I think the Dodgers are one of those teams in baseball where everyone has an opinion on the Dodgers, good or bad. And then the same thing goes with like the New York Yankees or a team like that. The Houston trash rows people think okay they're the, the 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 thing that this organization is most known for is the 2017 cheating scandal and i do yeah. think the fact that they have made it back to the fall classic multiple times since that scandal broke and the fact that they've lost to as you saw in 2019 lost to a wild card team in the nationals last year they lost to that braves team uh, who made it uh yep. with an 88 win team and this year they're going to lose to an 87 win phillies team so all those three teams they were teams that kind of squeaked in 
to the postseason. So I definitely think that, yeah, they definitely are the chokestros if they don't go yeah. on to win this. And I think that when you consider the fact that the way this roster is built down in Houston, they are built to contend. But the fact that they haven't gone on to just win post that cheating scandal, I think it validates everyone's opinion of them because that 2017 series went to seven games and they still cheated. So, I mean, the fact that you had to cheat just to get to seven games, I mean, that tells me that, yeah, you don't actually have the ingredients for a legitimate World Series title. Hey, know the facts. If you don't know the facts... (laughs) Now you but, need to shut the up. Uh, but it's all oh, it, it just just a hair now off. You need to shut the <laughs> fuck up. There it is. There yeah. Buttons. Good Again. job. Um we're 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 very happy about stupid little things right yeah, here. Yeah. Just to say that. Uh the last thing about it, you know, we wanted to talk about the Kershaw versus Verlander thing and the numbers are here right in front of me. Kershaw 38 and a third uh World Series innings Justin Verlander 43 World Series uh, um, innings, three and two record versus 0 and six, four four six ERA versus 607. Um, you know, K the, the the strikeouts and walks and all that, pretty negligible. But looking at that ERA, looking at that record, innings pretty damn close. If 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 Kershaw was in the same you know breath as Verlander here. I mean, it would be national media like just shit show for days on end. But we don't hear that much about Verlander. Instead, the next day we're making fluff pieces about him flipping off Philly fans. I know, incredible. What Our- do you What do you think about this though? About like, I don't know if it's a fairness in in media national media coverage. Um, if 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 the the narrative on Kershaw is. I mean, we know it's not not fair as Dodger fans. It's easy to say that, but yeah, what's your take on, on all? So of that? my take on that is when with Justin, I think the thing with Clay and Kershaw is as 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 far as the perception that fans around the league might have him. You've seen him have rough moment moments in earlier postseason series, like we saw what happened in Game Five of the NLDS. We've seen in 2018 against the Red Sox, he wasn't good in that series. But if you take away Game Five of the 2017 World Series, mm-hmm. the chicanery what was going on in Houston, his ERA would sit at 3-5-1 in the World Series, which is not terrible. Also, he pitched very well against the Rays, had a sub-3 ERA, had some really nice starts, but I definitely think when you compare that to Verlander, it's definitely unfair, because Verlander is a guy that you included those discussions about the pitcher of the generation. When you mm-hmm. talk about Kershaw and Scherzer and Verlander, and he has been an absolute flop. He's been a bust on the biggest stage, yeah. and the numbers point out he is the worst pitcher in the World Series with a minimum of 30 innings pitch. I'm surprised that Kate Upton didn't pull a Tom Brady and just divorce him. No, I'm just playing. I'm not going that far. But I do think that when you look at his performance in the postseason, it definitely does not get overblown like Kershaw's does. And I think Kershaw is, it's unfair. I mean, like, I I don't want to go down the weeds and fall down this rabbit hole again, but Clayton Kershaw, he should have won the 2017 World Series MVP because in game one, 11 strikeouts, no walks. A great start game five he was cruising until he had a four nothing lead that is a guaranteed dub for kershaw throughout his career and then we know they were stealing signs they weren't offering any breaking balls any breaking balls they were spitting on pitches and look if he goes on to have a quality start we're not talking about any of this instead of comparing him to verlander and it's kind of a battle of the mid situation in the world series we're talking about kershaw as a guy that has cemented his legacy as one of the greatest regular season pitchers and a guy that had had his run in the world series so yeah it's unfortunate 
watching it, but to me, I'm taking Clayton Kershaw. I'll tell you this right now. If Clayton Kershaw is on the Houston Trastros, they're up in this series. And the thought of that kind of is nightmare fuel, but it's, when you think of it, bad, yeah. but I'm just saying Kershaw, I think would have performed better than Verlander did in game one. I also manifested that on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that before that inning. I said, guys, it's about that time for Verlander to start Verlanding. And just after that, people were like, dang, Doug's a time traveler and this kind of thing. But no, man, hey, when you manifest hard, speak it into existence, good things happen. Yeah, it's like uh, lottery tickets and, and whatever, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why this guy's a big time rich kid over here. What do you got? <laughs> what? Sorry, you said lottery ticket. Is it still a billion dollars? I think now? so. Yeah, there wasn't any winner uh, yesterday. It's, it's again today, right? I think so. That's too late for us to go buy one. We could have bought, we could have got. Correa, Judge, DeGraw. We could have got anywhere we, we want. We could have specifically Just fixed for the Dodgers. Dodgers Nation. We would have signed everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's really, there's not there's nothing overly substantial. I mean, I know a friend of the show, Alana Rizzo, talked about it uh, early in the postseason after uh, Verlander's first stinker. It's like he does not get the same vitriol that Clayton Kershaw does. So it's, just a, it's a little thinker. There's not much substantial you could really say that like, oh, yeah, then we're going to you know, fix it by talking about this here. I don't think we're going to change the opinions of ESPN and, you know, MLB network or whatever, because it's a fun story for those idiots to run with. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw, the worst pitcher ever in postseason history. It's unfair, man. <laughs> it's annoying, almost, but yeah, it is what it is. I, I was thinking Verlander's like the Aaron Rodgers of Major League Baseball. Great career. It's been to one World Series, won a fake one. But I don't know. He struggles when it really matters most. I mean, I, I, I'm just, I think Verlander has just, uh, these starts are terrible. If you go back and look at start for start, I mean, yeah. he really gets his team into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, Luis or Lewis on YouTube says they both suck in the playoffs. Kershaw just sucks a little less, but they still drop from their regular season selves. I mean, I think it, it, it's so, it's so tough in, in Kershaw's situations because of the misuse yeah. In the early parts of his career, the way Joe Torre used him, the way uh, Don Mattingly <laughs> used him, you know, he's pitching on like 28 minutes rest and starting yeah. and then going in relief. And, you know, the funny thing is usually in relief outside of that, that 19 NLDS, he's been pretty damn decent in relief. You could point to 17 game seven. You could point to his, his save in the, uh, the 15 NLDS um, or 16, whatever it was against Washington. It's, it's, he was, it's burning to the ground, you know, playing against some of the best teams um, in 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 the league at that point. Gotti says, do you think uh, if Kershaw won the World Series MVP, he would have, tired, would have retired this year? Eh, well, I, I if don't. he had won the World Series MVP, like I think this there's, year, a, yeah. this year, I think there's yeah. a pretty damn good chance that he calls it a career, and that's what you would want to see in that situation. Uh, Carl, Carl points at the Powerball tonight is worth $1.2 billion. So that's Let's pretty go. cool. Let's buy the Angels, baby, and trade Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. <laughs> Master plan. <laughs> <laughs> Just make your organization yeah. terrible. Hell yeah. yeah. Driving GM the ground. of the year right here, d <laughs> Ben Barnes says uh, West Coast bias plays a part 100%. 100% that because it's so, it's so easy. It's so lazy to be like, uh, you know, these guys only see him yeah. uh, in the postseason. They only they only look at the numbers from the regular season. But you don't look at the day's rest. You don't look at all the other yeah. uh, bullshit at there. Well, you, you're trying to tell me that Don Mattingly asking Kirsch to throw 124 pitches in the 2013 NLDS was too much. I mean, so, yeah, it's a good example. I mean, he definitely was misused. And that's something that... I lose sleep over Clint. If you had, if you had Kershaw, yeah. his own entire career in the Friedman era, when they were managing pitchers differently, I think yeah. you would get 
a even better Kershaw. But uh, hey, Matt, he's still a first ballot walking Hall of Famer. He's still a living legend. Mash that heart button for Doug to get some sleep because it is needed. It's up all hours of the night. NFL game. I gotta watch these <laughs> Chargers games. Gary A saying uh, when your wife is Kate Upton, you'd won. It's a good point. It's a solid point. There it is. Give that man the clap. Ellen Betta. Uh, Marmar. That's, a, that's, that's, that's the name. Uh, Marmar. So is this Dodgers Nation the next John Boy Media? No, they're the next DN. Jay, they just have a lot more followers. Let's go. Got some more love in here. Will says Dodgers Nation rocks. We appreciate you guys. We thank you. You guys should subscribe and uh, thank us even more or appreciate us more or something like that. I don't know how that goes. Um, moving on. Enough of the World Series. Let's talk about uh, the actual Dodgers news, things that have happened. Gold Glove Awards were announced. Mookie Betts wins number six, his second as a Dodger. All six have been as a right fielder. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. The list that you saw when the nominations came out, you knew it was going to be Mookie Betts because he was going up against Dalton, Dalton Varsho, who was mostly a center fielder, part-time catcher, and very little bit a right fielder in 2022. And Juan Soto, who people watched try to play right field in the postseason. It's not a good fielder. He's a good hitter, but I don't know when they're going to fix this gold glove award situation because it's not about who's good at defense. It's usually about who's an exciting player, or good at, at, at offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, when you, like you said, when you saw the nominees, it was clear Mookie was going to win his sixth gold glove. And if you look at Juan Soto, who was nominated for the award, he had a negative two DRS, a negative 2.6 UZR, a negative 14 outs above average. So that means you, Clint, had more DRS then Juan Soto this season. Give it up for Clint Pacino. Let's go. Hey, I'll, I'll take the award. <laughs> I'll take the award. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was like that was like Heath Hembry getting Cy Young votes. I mean, I just don't understand how he was even included in that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of good for fodder when you see on Twitter just to have his name included. But Mookie Betts, say what you want about Mookie Betts. And I think that it started it's starting to become unfair with Bryce Harper's success and people playing Monday morning quarterback and looking being a hindsight hyena and saying, mm -hmm. oh, Oh, we should assign Bryce over Mookie. One, they have the financial resources to sign both of them if they wanted to. But then yeah. also, Mookie is still a fantastic player and one of the best defensive players in the game. The numbers back that up for his Gold Glove Award. He led all right fielders with a plus 31 total zone rating. Second in DRS at plus 15. The UZR was at plus 215. Outs above average at plus 5. I mean, first in the Sabre defensive index. So I always love when people bring their facts to the fight and it matches the award. So he absolutely deserved that award. And I think it's the interesting conversation now is there's been some talk that maybe he does move to second base. But when you see how great he is defensively, the awards continue to pile up. And this is a guy that told Sports Illustrated before last season that his goal is to end up in Cooperstown. Those gold gloves mean something. Absolutely. Gold gold gloves, rings, the accolades, silver sluggers. Gold glove. Hey, Freddie. Uh, gold uh, glove, Freeman. Another, another MVP, this time as a National Leaguer. All of that means a whole hell of a lot to the voters. Plus, he's... He's a good dude. He's a likable dude. He invites the right people to his bowling alley and his in his house. And you know, he's in a, gonna, yeah. you're gonna have a good time uh, in in Cooperstown. Uh, I think he's also isn't he in the running for? Uh, I'm assuming he's in the running for Silver Slugger. I forgot about the the Silver Slugger award existing, but uh, he's probably in it. Let's find it. I don't know, this article I'm on isn't. Uh, <laughs> 
Best two way player since Bo Jackson, bowling and <laughs> yeah, baseball. Okay, yeah. He's actually at the uh the top of the list, but I also think this list is in it is not in alphabetical order. But he's you know, he's in the running for that, as is Trey Turner, as is one that people really loved. So this is the first year of the utility silver slugger. Yeah, award. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. And Chris Taylor is part of that, which we love Chris Taylor. This was a terrible year. Really bad year. Like this is a award that was just about almost created for him and Kike Hernandez. Yeah. And CT was not worthy of, of being on that list this year, but it just is what it is. You know, if Juan Soto could be a gold glove recipient or nominee, Chris Taylor, come on down. You're a silver slugger nominee, but um, those are award things. Tyler Anderson just missed out on uh, getting his first gold glove at pitcher. You know, I thought there was enough dog in there, but the, the, you know, the voters say, there was not enough dog. Not enough dog, man. Get get to a pet code this off. Don't forget driveline. Go to Petco. <laughs> go, to Petco. go to a pet <laughs> store. Get that dog. But yeah, no, he was tremendous. Now he benefited from great defense all season long. He trusts the defense behind him. So yeah, I was hoping that he would get it just so I had another excuse to post that uh, <laughs> the breakdowns would get more filler. But you know, I mean, I think that yeah, I think Mookie Betts absolutely deserving. Like you said, Chris Taylor was not his year at the play. Definitely dealt with injuries all season long. I do like the idea. I do like the fact they did introduce that idea with the utility player yeah, no, silver slugger well. but yeah he's not gonna win it for sure everybody you know it's participation award or trophy or whatever. yeah like everybody should get one why not let's give some orange it. slices rice krispie treats capri sun let's go yeah what didn't you say you like to have rice krispie treat like cereal because you're a, a yeah no there's a, there is a cereal that's the rice krispies rice krispie treat cereal you got to get it on ebay it's pretty pricey you, <laughs> you guys are get it on ebay yeah if you're looking you, know, you can just go buy your ass some rice krispies no, but i think treats. it's discontinued the no cereal no buy buy rice krispies treats and then you just chop it up okay let, down below in the comment section one what's your favorite cereal and two have you ever tried rice krispies treat cereal because i'm telling you it's fire it has like a purple box so we've been talking about this internally me doug cody everybody noah we want to to expand a little bit this off season and and not make it everything 1000% Dodgers. We want to you know spread our legs and fly a little bit, have some fun, do something different. Would you guys be into seeing us like do what do we call it like a top 10 best cereals? Um I don't know. I I'm I'm thinking it's I think it, you got to be the one to host it cuz you're going to have the most yeah. divisive choices Big because guy. I'm like Seinfeld with Yeah, the, but you're also weird. Like your, yeah, your weird choices too, yeah. are uh, the uh, okay, I I, I can't confirm. Change rice crispy treats cereal or yeah, bring rice crispy treats cereal back. There's a petition going on, Doug. Oh, there's. Yeah. Thank you. I'm telling you, he, cult classic. He's a hero. Look at that. Bring him in <laughs> rice crispy treats and Puig. Bring him back. Um. So, anyways, let us know if you guys want to see content like that. I also really want to like. There, there, I want to. I mean, we we need to cook food when we're here at the office more often. So we're gonna get a grill. And we're going to see who could make a, an actual um, reasonable adult human dish because uh, Cody and I were laughing at Doug's uh, quesadilla earlier. Ah. Yeah, you know. I got to work on my quesadilla cooking for sure. Quesadilla. Right, like the, Napoleon died. Go make out, yourself a dang quesadilla, Napoleon. He, he puts out fire content. By the way, Noah jumped in. He gave us the full Dodger list of silver sluggers because that is a fine journalist right there. Follow him at Noah Cameras on Twitter. Says Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, Justin Turner, and Trey Turner. So those are your guys. I don't know when those are being announced, but you know, at some point, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna happen. 
Um, Dave Luna says that Theo Albert cereal is pricey too. It's like thirty five bucks for two boxes. By the way, more Damn. Dodgers news. Albert Pujols says cereal. That's pretty funny. Pujols Crunch. Man, we got to get that. Is that going to make the list? You know, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to buy that so you can try it. And give it the full, like, like the full Doug treatment, break and get a breakdowns of cereals. I'm down. I, I love me some cereal, man. We do like cereals for Dodger players. Urias could be Julio's because he put some zeros. Be like, I don't know. I'm trying to just trying not to flesh out some ideas no. live. Okay, not yeah, in the first inning. Yeah. Not the, oh, ouch. Robert Bur- Robert Baker says I'm not 12. I don't eat cereal. You're missing out, bro. You're missing out. Uh, Trace Gallo season. Cocoa Pebbles goes hard. Whoa, rich kid. Who could afford the Cocoa Jeez. Pebbles? Wow. Man, that's impressive. Is that is that post? Whew. Sorry, we're a Kroger family here. Dave Lunas's office sports ball. We could in the old office. We never filmed it, but we did it all the time. My shoulder is still damaged from playing uh, old office baseball. But uh, we got some highlights, right, Cody? You got some highlights uh, somewhere in the old back pocket. Shirts somewhere. <laughs> Low lights. Sure. <laughs> got some fine footage of. Doug making loud noises trying to hit off Eric. Yes, I miss those days. I really do. Good time. Uh, Will says Clint Mac foodie live for sure. Uh, there it is. It's already been spoken. Let's go. Uh, David says get a poolside episode from Clint's pool. I would love to, but one, it's cold right now. Two, Doug doesn't want to ever. He doesn't want to get in the pool. I, I don't know if he knows how to. Do you know how to swim? I do. I do know how to swim. But you know I, need, I need floaties, and I need. I need a. I need like I'm a big we'll noodle you, guy. We'll some of those old school like like 1950s those glasses yeah. yeah mookie crisp there's there's a there's an option why not marmar says shout out kroger let's go i'm down now people seem to be down about it a tominator cereal <laughs> get a tommy canely tominator yeah. no i fit yeah the, i like the, the bootleg cereals the uh <laughs> the uh the one that's like circus ball cereal instead of the it's like circus you ever see that one it's like circus ball cereal in the in the is like a monkey throwing balls instead of the uh um What's the what's the one tricks? Not tr- yeah, tricks. 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 It's they like are the ghetto. It's like the ghetto tricks. That one's a good one. There's or, yeah. There's always some really good like bootleg cereals. Orlando. Uh, Buncho, he says, cinnamon squares. He says I was misused in office baseball. Do you think that that was misused? I don't know. I mean, I. Uh, you did pitch a lot on short rest. I did. And you do. You were a two way player too. Yeah, I was. I I threw a lot of back to back. Sometimes that elbow was barking. Elbow, shoulder. Yeah. You blew out your knee the first time. I, blew, I legitimately time. had just a slight before, tear of my meniscus just before his wedding. Good times. Yeah. Uh, other Dodgers news. <laughs> Moving on back to reality here. Justin Turner wins possibly as Noah drops in a Clint Otani in there. Great comment. Uh, Justin Turner wins possibly, probably, potentially the the most coveted award that he's wanted for a while. He's been a what five six time nominee. Now finally wins, brings home the Roberto Clemente Award, which is an incredible award. It, it rewards or it it highlights players in baseball that most exemplify the giving the spirit of giving back and 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 taking care of community. And there are a few people in Los Angeles who give back better and more than Justin and, and Courtney Turner for that matter. And, and the Justin Turner foundation. So congrats to them, hit them with the clap. You know, I mean, so many great events that we, that was, that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a cue. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, so many great, great events that they've, they've, uh, you know, 
conjured up and, and put together over the years. And, and uh, you know, it's really cool to see them rewarded. He was on with Chris Rose earlier uh, this year, I think in like September. And he was talking about like how much this meant for him, but also just as like, as like a show of support for all the work that Courtney does for the organization and, and for setting, um, you know, setting a lot of, of the, the activations and events and, and uh, whatever, giving back, setting that up, you know? I mean, we remember in the early throes of the pandemic in 20, they were buying tacos for the, uh, the food bank or, or for the LA Dream Center. There's the annual golf tournament. You know, they put together a bingo tournament for charity this, uh, for the all-star break. Um, now two years running, they have the Turner Trot to, uh, to help out kids and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's really cool to see that, um, you know, we just wish they liked us. They don't like us. It is what it is, but, uh, cool stuff, you know, congrats to Justin and Courtney Turner, Justin Turner foundation, everything they do there. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, Gary A said he looked sharp. JT looked, he looked sharp, man. Yeah. I was saying on Twitter, he looked real presidential. It was like president Celery. JT. Presidential. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was, dev- I mean, look, I mean, they're, they're the real deal. They really are the real deals. We talk about all their foundations, all the work they do in the community. And I think that's why he's going to be a part of this Dodger community long time after he retires, whenever that may be. So yeah, I mean, congratulations. It's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal to win that Roberto Clemente award. So I'm happy for him. And I'm just, I mean, I know that the work is probably just beginning. I think that they're not, uh, they're not a couple or, or Justin Turner's not a guy that says, Oh, I want my Roberto Clemente. I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing. And he's very committed to his work and it's not about the social media aspect of it or just doing things just for the, for the, for, to get everyone's attention. He's really, uh, really, guy, it's given back tremendously, and you got to give him all the credit in the world. But yeah, I actually just dropped a a reel where I asked them their favorite fast food joints, Courtney and Justin Turner. So yeah, he's cool, man. I mean, like, their favorite cereal. Uh, I didn't go. I didn't ask for her favorite cereal, but she's a big fan of fast food, and uh, as am I. Love me some uh, Taco Bell, TCB. Yeah, yeah. Ba da ba ba ba. Taco. You you are the uh, the definition of yeah living. Large. Living large. Yeah. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's get into the uh, the fun the fun stuff before getting out of here, as we are in game time now. But we got to talk hot stove before we get out of here. A little bit of the the latest rumblings and rumors and things that have happened uh, over the last week. We talked some last week about Shohei Otani. Now the reports are he's not being traded. That was always going to be the case because that would be highly stupid of the angels who are trying to potentially be sold for billions of dollars 
to trade away their most marketable asset uh, on the angel sale. By the way, uh, Bobby Manfred, everybody's favorite commissioner in all of sports, he uh, he said he doesn't expect that angel sale to go through this offseason, which is devastating to fans in Anaheim. But it makes uh, it makes sense because it takes time to kind of put together the whole package that you would be potentially selling to folks. Um, so that just helps fuel the fact that they're probably going to let Otani walk after next year and just give him the qualifying offer and fail once again as an organization. But always make sure you tune into halostoday.com for more Angels talk. Shout out Noah there. Um, Nolan Arenado opts in to a lot of money because, duh, <laughs> what was it, like another $140 million yeah. over eight years? Is that what it was? Yeah, I mean, he's under control for another seven seasons. Mm. I mean, he's a guy that really was in the MVP mix, if you look at it. Not yeah. a lot of people were talking about him, but he was he top put together five. a top five season yeah. easily. I know a lot of Dodgers fans wanted to see him in Dodger Blue, and he's a guy from California, and the Dodgers could use an elite third baseman, but that's yeah, clearly hear. likes it in St. Louis. And that's a franchise that, yeah, they're not a franchise that really spends big, but I think there's a big financial commitment, and I think he's a good fit there. Yeah, I mean, him, and you got another couple of years of Goldie, um, still a good goal, you know, still a good ball club. They made it, you know, they're in the postseason. They'll probably be back next year. They just need their pitching to stay healthy. But that, I mean, it was never going to happen. Uh, even if he did somehow become a free agent, I don't think, I don't think the, f the, the numbers work in LA because we know what Friedman, what Andrew Friedman in front office and, and you know, everybody, we know what they don't want to give players and that's long-term security for more reasonable money, we'll say, even though we're talking $30, $35 million, $28 million, whatever the hell it is. They want to do, you know, like what they tried to offer Harper. By the way, this guy did a great video on, on the Bryce Harper uh, conversations back from that 20, uh, what is that, 2019, 2020 yeah, yeah. offseason or truck. 2018, 2019 yeah. offseason. So check out that video on our YouTube channel and subscribe while you're there. But what they offer him was $45 million a year over four yeah, years. And this would, be, this would be the end. This would be the final year of that deal. Yeah, he would be able to hit free agency at the age of 30. So it would have been a good deal. I mean, I, th I think he's a guy that when he was 14, 15 years old, when you go to the Yankees, when you go to the Yankees, I mean, he was sick of answering all the questions about his future. So having a 13 year deal with no opt outs, it definitely seemed like it made sense for a guy like Bryce Harper. I do truly believe that the Dodgers had traded for him at any point during the 2018 season, or they were able to get him on that revocable waiver wire that I do think that maybe they do offer more than that $180 million deal, but kind of circling back a little bit to the Otani discussion. I do fully believe, cause you just mentioned, uh, you just mentioned Rob Manfred talking about how he doesn't expect the angels to be sold before the season starts. And I just truly believe that they're going to hold on to him until they have a new ownership group in place. Because when you consider the fact that teams aren't going for three, $400 million anymore, a team like the angels in a market like Los Angeles, they're going to go for two to two and a half billion dollars. So if you have two to two and a half billion dollars to spend on a team, you do have the money to sign a Shohei Otani. When you consider the fact that mm -hmm. Pujols upped in, they're off the books about $150 million dollars 
Rivers committed for next season. They do have some flexibility to make some moves. And I think what they're going to do now with the new ownership group, as if I'm an ownership group, I sell them on the fact that, hey, we're not going to be that in a, that that neighbor that spells that spends money on stupid things. We're going to spend money on smart things here in Los Angeles. We do want to build around you. But if there is any way he does get traded, I think you see him getting traded at the deadline. We heard Andrew Friedman during the season talk about how the market was so inflated, how yeah. the cost of talent was higher because of the expanded postseason. Mm -hmm. I think if you're the Dodgers or any team out there that says, hey, we're in a position where Otani can help us for one postseason run, and then we get him in our organization. We get him in our uniform. We let him experience Dodger Stadium. Then I think that they learned from Bryce Harper, yeah. and they didn't acquire him, so they didn't have a chance to court him properly. I think if there is an opportunity there, even though it could be a large haul, a little bit of a king's ransom, I don't think he would get what Soto got the haul that 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 the that the pod that the Nationals got for Soto because Soto that's two and a half seasons you got multiple postseason runs yeah but you're talking about just a different kind of animal show hey it's a different type of animal but at the end, and I agree I mean like, I think that it, but if I'm a team out there I'm also saying to myself am I going to part ways with all these prospects for Shohei Otani without some assurances that he's seriously considering signing extension with my team? Look, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they have the benefit of one, a pre-existing relationship that they established with him when he was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And two, they are in California. They are closer to Japan. I think that's going yeah. to factor in for Shohei Otani. So I definitely would still keep the Dodgers very much in the mix when it comes to Shohei's future. If it's not this offseason, maybe it's the deadline. If it's not the deadline, maybe it's the offseason next year. But he's a player that you wait for. Whoo! I'm just, I'm obsessed <laughs> showing man. I don't know. No, I mean, it's, it, that's a... The Shohei kid. You don't Showtime. Get, you don't get two frontline players in yeah. one. And he's a guy who just does it so well on both sides of the ball. Um, I have a question for you. Like, so I was saying in the summertime, I was like, summertime. this is a guy that you really could conceivably say is worth $70 million. Like, why should he not get paid yeah, $35 million for offense? So I mean, he really tough, should get man. paid that much. Show, hey, let me be your agent. I'll be your Scott Boris, bro. I'm going to get you a big, big bag. Yeah, I don't know what that contract looks yeah, like. Because even, even him getting, you know, $30 million here in this final year of arbitration, it's like, is that enough? Yeah. And look at the sacrifice you made taking such a giving them such a discount yeah. just to play in MLB the show. Hey, and not staying in Japan. I think the Dodgers would be fine paying forty five million dollars a year. I truly believe that. Yeah. And again, that right there, you're paying for an ace and one of your top sluggers like you're paying for your your cleanup hitter or number two. That's just phenomenal. Or number three guy plus an ace or your number two in your staff. Uh, by the way, Swollen Sausage says Anaheim, not L.A. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say yeah. LA? Yeah, yeah I you mean, said LA a few times. Like, how? I got brain. How yeah. dare you? The LA Angels. I don't think that's going of away. Anaheim by the way. of California. Would, any, the new ownership would be. It would not be. You know, very smart of them to to change. I love yeah. the idea of going to look how the Miami Marlins or how the Florida Marlins went to the Miami Marlins. I think they should reverse that, and Good. the Anaheim goes back to the California Angels. I mean, <laughs> Southern California Angels. I mean, and there's Slime. so many teams in California though. Yeah, that's true. SoCal. I mean, it's like USC. Anaheim. University of go, South Carolina. You got to go you know, Anaheim. You, they're Southern I mean, California. Orange right? County. <laughs> Orange County's popular now. They have that show, you know, and like, like. Yeah. Other stuff. Other stuff. Other baseball yeah, talk. King Elements is Long Beach. The Long Beach Angels. Long Beach Angels. The Orange County Angels. They were trying to get Yeah, I like the OC Angels. 
I like those OCR. angels. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. We fixed it. You know what? If we win that Ace slugger. If we win that um that uh lottery. Yeah. I'm but, telling uh, you, man. We're like halfway there. I'm telling you, you, man. Just, you, know, you just I'm get gutting that franchise. <laughs> Everybody's gone. Yeah. You're gonna Elon that. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna call the Savannah Bananas be like, I'll take your roster, put all Angels jerseys Let's on. Let's go. Disperse that talent. About. Yeah. Uh we gotta talk Aaron Judge for some reason. Um I know I I've 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 pieced together, you know, versions of a Dodger lineup with Aaron Judge. He's not leaving the Yankees. The Yankees could not allow that to happen. Cause that would be just absolutely devastating to that that franchise and uh, you know what what the what's gonna happen in New York media and all that, but um Gaddy says the geographically challenged angels. <laughs> I like that one. Um, either way, Dodgers aren't really going to be involved in the Aaron Judge sweepstakes. I just I don't see it. Yeah, the Dodgers are going to be involved. They're going to be linked at this point in the offseason because they have money and they're linked on everybody. That's just how it goes. But where are you at on Aaron Judge talk? Um, do you think there's any sliver of reality to that? So like I said, I was look. I, when it comes to the Dodgers acquiring Aaron Judge, I would not object, but I also don't see a path to it. And you talk about the Yankees; it doesn't make any sense for him not to go back to New York. Yeah. They have the money to pay him. He is an icon with the franchise. He's not just a great player; he's a Yankee great legend point. at this point. Great I mean, point. he holds the AL record for 62 bombs, and he's a guy that was brought up there. You had the All Rise. You had the guys with the Judge gavels. I mean, look, he has a special relationship to New York, but also that last game, some of the fans. I mean. It shows you how quickly they can turn on you yeah. in New York. But I think the team to worry about if you're talking about his future is the San Francisco Giants because they have already said they will not be underbid. <laughs> they will not be underbid for Aaron Judge. And I know that makes no sense because it is the San Francisco Giants. But I do think they are a team when you consider the roster they have in place that they do have to go and make an aggressive offer for an Aaron Judge or a Carlos Correa, someone of that ilk. And I think Aaron Judge grew up a hundred miles from San Francisco. Yeah. He grew up a Giants fan. He is a giant. Just take the S off the jersey. Just be giant. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to go to San Francisco. But also, if you're Aaron Judge and you're a bomber, a Bronx bomber, where would you rather play? Would you rather play in San Francisco in that stadium, those cavernous outfields, or in New York? So I think it. I think it, I, I'm with you. It's tough to. It's yeah. tough to really convince yourself that he's going to be anywhere else other than New York. And I think if the Dodgers were to get involved, it'd be a situation like Freddie Freeman, where they're not going to go out there and say, "Here's a blank check. We want yeah, you to be yeah. the Dodgers." They'd say, "Okay, we'll be an option for you if you fall in our lap." Maybe he. They, I mean, I don't think Aaron Judge is at an age where he's not going to consider a shorter term high AAV deal. So you can yeah. rule that out. So there's just really no. But, but you never know. I mean, you can never count out the Dodgers because if they truly believed that Aaron Judge was their guy, I think they wouldn't have an issue giving him that big bag. But I just don't. I, I think they might consider his age. They might consider his injury history. I yeah, think he, other he, needs. He doesn't feel like he's going to be the type of player that ages very well. By the way, you have an MVP, all-star, gold glove right fielder already who very much could move to center you know, we, we, we glanced on the topic of him moving to second base, which, I mean, you know, him and Trey or, or him and I, you know, I think if you get judged, you're, you're not signing Trey. But, you know, Mookie and, and let's say Gavin Lux up the middle, that's a fun little, you know, a little shorty uh, double play combination or whatever. You have the options if you really want judge, but he's not he's just not going to age well. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, again, if you can get the three or four year deal, hell yeah, you do that. You give him. 
45 because why not? Again, it's not our money. Um, you know, at Oracle, he makes a lot of sense there in right field. It's it's hard, but not the hardest. He's been used to playing in those kind of yeah. short throw porches in right field. But we're going to hear a lot about Aaron Judge over the next few oh, yeah. weeks I mean, to a two, month I'm and a half. I'm still 15 videos on Yeah, it. yeah. We're definitely going to hear a lot about it. But but in the basis of reality, this is this is a two Dodger dog max. Probably. Yeah, absolutely yeah. two Dodger dogs. There's and just the people mill. talking. They're just, just people, people talking. Are, people are yeah. talking. I'm. I mean, I'm. Oh, I'm. I'm very much looking forward to this year's winter meetings. Yeah, because they're actually going to be together this, with media. Yeah, this and, is the first time yeah. we've had real winter meetings since 19. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's definitely going to yeah. play a factor. And I think that if you're a team like the Dodgers out there that might want to say, hey, let's try to drive up the price to create a bidding war between the Giants and the Yankees. So that's one less team to worry about when it comes to Shohei Otani. So mm -hmm. I think that, of course, those franchises, they do have the financial muscle to get a deal done with him. But I definitely think the Dodgers are going to be playing a little chess with how the media is reporting their involvement with Aaron Judge. So, yeah, I think the Dodgers, they're going to do their due diligence on all these big-name free agents. They'll definitely take the temperature of a judge and see if he wants to come in L.A. But I'm telling you, these things, I don't know. Like I can kind of feel the buzz. And you don't really, you just don't feel that judge buzz as of yet. No. No, not yet. But then again, they're still playing, you know, baseball in the World Series. So it doesn't seem like you're things change when he officially yeah. becomes a free agent, you know, shortly after the completion of this World Series. Things start to change and we saw that. You know, quickly, I, I, very quickly. I had I had the rumblings, you know, of Freddie Freeman early last offseason and then it happened. This one I d I don't have I don't have any any uh there's no gut feeling on yeah. this one at all. But I was this, gonna ask you though, it doesn't seem like you're you feel any type of buzz about him and the Giants. You don't think that's a possibility? It just again, it's it's a situation where the Yankees can't let him go. Yeah, exactly. There's there's just so many things. I mean, the Steinbrenners already have enough crap on, you know, being thrown at them. Uh, Cashman has enough crap. Uh, their general manager Brian uh, Brian Brian Cashman has enough crap to to deal with. If you don't go out and sign one of your, you know, born and raised Yankees. It ain't your George Steinbrenner Yankees, though. It's this almost like not. they're the genie bus versus the Jerry bus. They got the, the genie bus version of the Yankees right now. They're not the same. They definitely Oof. have the cash, but we'll see how much confidence he has in that organization. Is there a draw, an appeal to going back to California, going back to Cali, like Biggie said? No one calls it Cali in California, by the way, but uh, going really, back to California. So. Get some really nice uh, property, you know, house out. And you, can't, you can't live anywhere great. I mean... If I can, if I can live in a nice like house or a ranch over a very, very nice shitty apartment, I would take. Give me West Coast, best coast, baby. Yeah. But a whole lot of that to talk about this offseason. We also hopefully don't have to talk that long about Clayton Edward Kershaw. Chances extremely high he's returning. Uh, uh, Dave Vassay recently on, I think he was on Fox Eleven, like a post game show yesterday, I believe. Um, Quoted as saying, strongly believes Kershaw will be returning. I'm assuming you echo that that sentiment. Now, I mean, we've talked about this a lot already. It's another weekend. You got to feel pretty uh, pretty on board with that idea as well, or pretty similar to where Vasse is at. Yeah, I'm very confident that Clay and Kershaw will be back in Dodger Blue next year, and I think the contract will be better than the one he signed with them last offseason because he isn't coming off that injury. So yeah. I think that you're going to get a pay bump, something that 20 to 23, 24, $25 million range with those escalators, with those incentives. I think he fully realizes that last year, it, it, he didn't have a good 
he did have a good start. I mean, he had a pretty average start in his in the NLDS, but for the most part, they realized that he's pretty much going to be a guy that gives you about 120 to 130 innings, and you try to put him in the best position yeah. to have success in October. So, look, it's not time yet for Kershaw to go, but I think this time around, the fact that last year was about passing Don Sutton with the strikeout record, this year would feel like more of a year where, hey, you got to give him his roses got to have maybe a little mini farewell tour because I do think it's year to year. It's touch and go at this point. Mm -hmm. And I think he wants to make one more deep run based on the results of that deep run. I definitely think that he could retire after a Dodgers world series if they win it next year. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great point. I, I don't see him pitching much past next year. And if it is, if he is, it's going to be home. You think so? I go back and forth on that. Like I just don't. If he think wants so. to pitch, and if he's doing that, it's just for the sake of of you know accruing numbers, which he does not care about. He could have stopped pitching three years ago and still be in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't care as much about the numbers, or at least presumably you would think, because he's a likable character and he's you know the greatest pitcher of our generation. You don't think he wants three K? Twenty eight. He's at twenty eight oh seven right now. I mean, that's a nice round number. I want to get the. I want to be Mister Three Thousand. I mean, I mean, I'm sure he wants it, but yeah. I sure I I I feel very uh, very strongly that he does not care about it. Like maybe five years down the line, he'll look at it. It also depends on how the how the kids really you know continue to evolve into you know baseball and being around him and and the team. Yeah, uh, you know what that means to them yeah. and what you know, they they could grow up in California for a little while, you know? Yeah. It's like, he's lived. Screw I mean, Texas. he was here when he was 20. It's like, I mean, come on this now. Is his home. This is where he's from. You yeah. are an Angelino, but if, I don't know about like my dad wasn't a big leaguer as far as it, I think he played softball once at some Coward. point, but yeah, if my dad was a big leaguer, I'm like, I'd be like, dad, play until you can't play anymore. Play until they yeah, drag you. Right. I, I want to go to school and be like, yo, that's my dad. He's a big Hell leaguer. Yeah. I want to go to the games and be in the clubhouse and the dugout and all the excitement that comes along with that. So I think when it comes to the family life, I think it's really what it comes down to it. I think really what it boils down to at Clayton Kershaw is how he has a lot of pride and he's a guy that all he's known in his career is elite level success. Dominance, so yeah. he's not going to be, oh, I'm going to be a number four, number five starter. He's not going to be a Vince Carter type who's going to come off the bench. He's going to be like a Kobe type where once he knows it's gone, he will hang them yeah. up because he knows that that's what you remember. You don't want Shaquille O'Neal in the Celtics jersey. Okay. Yeah. You want to have a, a great ending to your career. So I fully expect him to play it by ear. And look, I think the beauty of it all is his success doesn't depend on a high velocity pitch. The slider that he has, it's it's that's what really makes him successful yeah. at this part of his career. So it's not like a, a Max Scherzer. Well, you need that that 96 mile per hour four seam fastball to yeah, work I mean, off of. So Kershaw hasn't been a max effort guy since his debut and even then yeah. he wasn't a max effort guy he could really just just walk out of bed and throw 96 97 in yep. his first few starts but then he learned to be a pitcher he you know even even coming back you know from you remember the era of like oh he's not throwing 93 anymore not throwing 94 anymore like what is happening and now yeah. we, we don't talk about that at all that he's a 90 92 max kind of guy um, we saw him touch 93 in the postseason in his one start but he has set himself up for he can play as long as he wants, as long as his body stays together. Uh, but that stuff is going to continue to play. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, get a couple epidural shots. By the yeah. way, just a little callback to our cereal conversation. Clayton Kershaw has a bowl of Golden Grams every start. That is his starting pitcher routine. He has a big bowl of Golden Grams. I don't know, you Golden Grams guy, just to tie it back. I mean, that's pretty you, solid. We have a we have a bag because we're classy. We have a bag above the fridge right now at the house. 
Really? But I move them out of the way to get to the uh, the knockoff Fruity Pebbles because I'm not rich like that other guy. All right. Fruity Fruityos or whatever the hell they're called. They're not Fruity Pebbles. That's for damn sure. Anyways. Yeah. Um, also Golden Grabs. Solid. 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 That's a solid pull. But it's another one of those series where you're just like, like, you know, like you feel them on the roof of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that it, it kind of gets soggy pretty quick. But I think it, it's a, is it a good is it good for the milk? Is it one of those ones that enhances the milk quality? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you, you let it you let it be you let it like soak. You let it eat. You know, let it eat a little bit. But is, I I prefer the crunch. I'm a big time crunch. Is it guy. better than circus ball cereal? <laughs> Never had balls, sir. I'm sorry. Tell me, man, that one's fire. <laughs> Dude, I just saw that. I looked that. I looked that up. The circus balls. It's real, right? Cereal. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, and the guy throwing a ball. It looks so bootleg. Yeah, I know, man. I, I don't make stuff up. Bring my facts to the fight. I don't. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, I don't know about this guy. Sometimes, gang. Um, final one. Let's talk Tyler Anderson. Fasse last week on the Sportsnet LA said he could be a two to three year kind of guy. You know, contract kind of guy. He's probably going to be a qualifying offer guy. So Dave said what we all kind of know. Tyler Anderson has pitched his way into a pretty decent contract this offseason. We've talked about it a few times so far in I mean, baseball still being played. It's annoyed how many times we've had to do these. But um, what do you think? Do you think a three-year contract is in reach and reasonable for Tyler Anderson? And do you think he could get that? from the Dodgers. I absolutely think he could. I mean, you talk about the qualifying offer at $19.65 million. Has he earned that? He absolutely has. But if you're the Dodgers, you have to start fortifying and solidifying this rotation. You got to start locking guys down because there's a lot of question marks. Let's not forget Julio Rios is a guy that could be gone after next season. I think when you look at Tyler Randerson and the fact that he's made around $17 million in his career, I think you could get him to bite at a three-year $45 million contract, something in that range if you look at the comps that would definitely be a deal i would consider give him maybe have that club option you give him some incentives yeah. and i what i like about tyler anderson too you look at his injury history he's been healthy throughout his career yeah i mean they signed him to be a horse and, and he was that and he, led he was the a Dodgers horse with he had that pitched. dog in him got I that mean, dog yeah, yeah no no i absolutely think i th- i think the comp is rich hill the dodgers go. have that and we've already said that but uh, the Dodgers have that that contract in their back pocket. They just be like, look, we've done this before. It worked very well. Do you want to do it? Hell yeah, let's do this. Because you know you got some intriguing options uh, coming up from the minor leagues, but you still don't have anybody. You know, if you if you run if you run the rotation that we that, that's like on the books, that's on the forty man roster right now. Kershaw leaves, T A leaves, Heaney leaves. You know, Price retires and all that. You run that rotation. I am terrified as a Dodger fan because you got Julio. You don't have Walker because he's hurt, but then you got Dustin May, you got Tony Gonsolin, and then you got some dudes, you know, Pepio, not going to be a 200 inning guy. Might not even be Lots a 50 inning guy. A lot of, lot of projects. Yeah, for you know, sure. Grove, Michael Grove had a hell of a hell of a run as, you know, the this number six starter for the last month and a half ish or whatever the hell it was. If he's my number four guy, I'm terrified. <laughs> we don't know anything about Bobby Miller really at the big league level, and his stuff profiles mid mid relief closer type. You just call him mid- Bobby Mitter. Is it Bobby Miller? <laughs> just playing. Just playing. Uh, mid, I got, got, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm overusing that. That's the joke. Anyway, 
you got to bring somebody back that's at least going to get you some innings and buy you some time. And that's Tyler Anderson for sure. Heaney, that's even another question mark. Um, didn't didn't pitch all that much in, in 2022, but when he did, he was pretty solid until he gave up everybody's homer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you, I think yeah. you find somebody else. Heaney's probably going somewhere, finding uh, maybe a two-year deal, like a two and fifteen. I don't know, maybe more, probably more. But um, Tyler yeah. Anderson's a guy that the Dodgers absolutely need to have. I was about to say, you're right. I mean, you're spot on with that. It's more of a need. It's a need at this point to have some consistency. You don't want to turn over this whole entire rotation or anything like that. And he's a guy you can depend upon to go out there and give you six, seven solid innings. What I love about Tyler Anderson, what we saw last season, is you can go up there and have a rough couple of innings and still eat innings. He does not let it yeah. get to him. And I think he's going to realize, too, that he had his most his best success pitching for this Dodgers organization. He definitely built a relationship with Mark Pryor, this pitching coaching staff, also Clayton Kershaw. I think he likes being with this Dodgers team, and I think he's going to realize that this is how he can have the most success, too. I mean, re rediscovering that changeup with that vertical movement, the way he attacks the strike zone, the way he's able mm -hmm. to get chased and miss barrels and, and do soft contacts. I want to see Tyler, the outs creator, back in Dodger blue, and I would definitely like to see it on a multi-year deal because I think... You get great value out of that. Yeah, 100%. Um, so we've made it so. That's going to happen. Kershaw's going to happen. So the rotation's already looking better. Uh, I know, uh, having read your Twitter today, I know you have some other ideas for the rotation. So now's the time because we, we see Brandon talking about it. Here's our last question before we get out of here. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh, for another beyond an hour show we're trying to not do them as long but you know we have a good time talking but what is the one trade you would love to see the dodgers make this offseason so i would really like to see the dodgers go out there and make a move for willie adamas or, or corbin burns i think corbin burns and, and both i mean an really and. corbin burns is a guy that i mean look let's just start with willie adamas he's a guy that yes he strikes out a lot the second highest clip in major league baseball also hits a lot of dingers second in home runs last year, 29 bombs. He's an above average bat, had a 109 WRC plus, and he's top five defensively at that position. I think next year is not a year where you want to sample with someone at shortstop. I mean, I think Gavin Lux could potentially get the job done, but I would rather have Gavin Lux either at second or you never know. Maybe you could sell high on some guys and Patrick and Corbin Burns is a guy that look, this is a Cy Young winner. This is a guy mm -hmm. that still has two more arbitration years left. He's a guy that misses bats. He was top five in K percentage. The velocity's there. The fastball spin is there. You know, this organization covets that spin rate. And I think too, if you read the tea leaves, I'm actually dropping a video on this tomorrow. If you read the tea leaves, Corbin uh, uh, Patrick uh, um, Corbin Burns yeah. is not ex is not happy with the extension talks in Milwaukee. There's really been or no lack thereof. or lack yeah. thereof, and the fact remains that this is Milwaukee. This is what they do. They're almost like the Cleveland Indians of the National League. One, Cleveland Guardians, don't cancel me. The Cleveland Guardians of the National League. Once they have to start paying guys, mm -hmm. they start to trade them for prospects. And I think that I would rather. I think the Dodgers they need to make an implicit moved to show the fan base that no we are going to go all in we're going to take some money out of that 401k instead of thinking about years down the line i think i think hey you talk about the fact that burns he's a bakersfield kid went to saint mary's he's that frontline horse that i think the dodgers really need just look at the world series you got zach wheeler yeah. you got nola i mean you need those frontline guys that have the stuff that plays up in the postseason so just think about this rotation you got julio urias you got burns you got kershaw mm -hmm. you have anderson and then 
you have that spot where what is Dustin May? What could be of a Bobby Miller, some of these younger yeah. guys down the farm? So I definitely like like the idea of that move. And on top of that, too, you have to start shedding some names from this 40-man roster. You can't 100%. keep all of these guys. So uh, that's one that I've definitely been tinkering with. The only question is, are they going to make him available? And that's the big question. I mean, the, the the good thing about these Dodgers is that they have the prospect capital to go out and get anybody, anybody they wanted. They could go get Shohei if they yeah. wanted. People get mad, though, when you say you probably need to trade like 10 players to get somebody like Shohei. Well, you know, they, obviously the uh, the Brewers, they've been a they've been very middling at best the mid team but they're yeah. a team that not very long ago was you know in playoff contention they were in playoff contention for a good part of this year uh even if they they trade away corbin burns they're still not completely burned in the rotation because you have some other guys yeah. you know, woodruff kind of becomes their ace but they got some other um bodies making their way up there uh, Zach Davies still there? I think this year. I don't. I don't remember. Um, batteries running away from his wife and family and all that. But that's yeah, neither here nor there. But then you trade. You know, let's say uh, Tony Gonsolin type. You know, he seemed. I. I. I love the idea we were talking earlier. You mentioned Caleb Ferguson. That is the most Milwaukee type of pitcher. They have the bodies to. He make. looks like a Brewer. Let's be <laughs> yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. He have the. They have the bodies to make a, a move like that happen pretty easily and to where it gets the Dodgers what they need, which is, yeah, you need an ace or, or somebody that you feel confident running out there in place of Walker Bueller in 2023. Um, so it gets them that. And you, you, you want a shortstop. You now can offset that money that you're probably not going to pay Trey Turner and explore other moves because you still probably want to fill out the rotation more. There's like Zach Eflin is going to be a free agent. Yeah, and um, adding another bat in add, some capacity. Yeah, adding another bat. I think Brandon right. Nemo is interesting. Nemo, Nemo's good, man. Nemo's, Nemo's an interesting, Nemo. uh, in, interesting idea if you're going to punt on Cody, which is a <laughs> high possibility. High, good word. Um, you know, you, you got to rebuild. We've talked about that now a few times that we sort of dive back before we get out of here, but you got to change something with this club. Just change the the the, the vibe, the yep, the pulse absolutely. a little bit. And a move like that happens. Willie Adamas is he's cool with Mookie. Close to Mookie, he played in the point. in the AL East, and Mookie gave him the advice to change his swing. I think Dodger fans would actually fall in love with Willie Adamas, and I think it's funny to me and too. As you know, he's a very handsome boy. Hey, that always uh, helps with the bobblehead nights, I guess. I don't know, but uh, and the IG and that and the bracket thing too. The bracket, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. that, yeah. He'd be a, a high seed. He'd be like a, a North Carolina or Duke or something. But yeah, I do think that there's a lot of interesting moves out there that we're going to explore all off season. Cause I do think that, like I said, they're definitely going to have to move on for some guys on the 40 man roster. Some guys that just don't have a clear cut role on this team that need a, a better opportunity yeah. with another team where they can get the reps and the opportunities that they deserve. And I think that that is what, what Freeman will explore because all these big names available, Correa, judge, yep. Trey Turner, all these big names, they want years. Dodgers don't want to give up years. They want to pay money. They don't want to give up years. And yeah, you talk about years is the real currency to the Dodgers. Absolutely. That's the real money. They want yeah. to maintain that flexibility. So they're not tied down to a few big contracts, unless there's a select few guys that they actually want to pay out that money to. But I think too, with the Domus and and Burns is it's not a rental. They are under yeah. arbitration for two years. And look at the deal that uh, that the Mariners did with 
with Castillo. I mean, yeah. he still had some years left. They got him out of favorable contract. And if you look at all these contracts out there, I mean, the Zach Wheelers of the world, all these guys, they're not save for Garrett Cole, who got that $324 million contract. These guys are signing for the 100 to $150 million range. They're not seeing these mega, mega yeah. deals for pitchers right now. And I think Burns makes a lot of sense. I really do. And I think that you want to get that frontline guy. I don't like the idea of a DeGrom because of that injury history. I think he ends up with either the Braves or the Mets. Yeah. I think Rodon's interesting, but we have the lefties on this team. So I don't know. We're going to yeah. keep looking. I got some other ones on my sleeve too. <laughs> I, I, I fully agree with the idea that, that you don't need a name. This is not the offseason of a name because you have names. You need the right pieces to build to that next uh, phase of Dodger baseball. And it's somebody that can play some short and potentially or potentially play some third or move to third because there is a gaping void. There's a massive void in third base within the organization because even if Justin Turner does return, um, he's still going to be a DH3B. Muncie yeah. is not a third baseman. And we're talking again about the same type of stuff. So somebody that could move over there. And if you're not going to go out and make the splash like a Carlos Correa type, which most likely they're not going to do, they're not going to be pressured into making a move. What does Andrew Friedman love to do? I said it last week. He loves to make trades. He loves to try to make other teams front offices look stupid down the, down the line by giving them eh players you know yeah. like the machado deal nobody really came out of that um verdugo for as much as he loves the 2020 world series championship verdugo's not mookie Betts in boston andrew knows what he's doing he's a, he's a freak when it comes to the sheets and the sheets are looking at <laughs> other players to trade yep. with so that's what it's going to be and and that is just a trade that really helps both organization so guys yeah. make sure you are tubed into youtube because he's going to give you more or also on our uh on our uh, podcast pages because doug's going to give you more thoughts on the willie adamas corbin burns <laughs> did you just dab no i almost sneezed like i, uh, I was gonna yeah, vampire yeah, yeah, sneeze yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. but i i didn't have to anymore you know what cody i gotta tell you sometimes doug's your friend i'm just saying <laughs> Uh, but guys thanks for hanging out with us sorry we came you, uh, we came at you My later man. this week we will be back Monday next week unless is there like a holiday anything weird or stupid we gotta worry about no we'll be back with you next Monday uh, find us on the internet at dodgersnation.com go read all the stuff there because it makes uh, people like me happy again bluetooth uh, blue heaven uh, podcast is on iTunes Spotify everywhere your podcasts are available for free do again subscribe youtube.com slash dodgers nation tv hit the bell that means a whole lot uh shout out to cody running the keys that is uh well he doesn't really care about his Legend. social media but uh yeah <laughs> what is that i can't see that. yeah it's blurry for us who's that uh oh you want Shohei? Uh, show hey show showtime coming to a nice LA. swap man Good swap. Where'd it's you nice get that? Spot. That's a good swap. I am real FRG. That guy is DMAC underscore LA. Um, 